beautiful people how are we doing on this lovely evening um you guys have caught me again or i have at least caught myself again i could very well lie and tell you guys that i'm recording this episode midday wednesday that i have my shit together and i'm gonna have this edited and uploaded and ready to go and i'm gonna forget about it by friday morning by the time it comes out but that would be a lie also you're gonna have to excuse the literal thunder going on behind me by like right now but um yeah it's thursday night it's 10 p.m uh and i upload friday mornings so here i am doing a very last minute podcast episode for you guys but it's a very um i can't speak it's one that i'm very excited to do because if you've been following my instagram and my snapchat you will see that yesterday wednesday i posted on my stories saying that i wanted to start something new on my podcast where i let you guys give me submissions to things that you might have a question on or want advice on think of it as like an ask adri advice column uh, like how you'd see in like the newspapers that was actually the premise of what i wanted to do with this podcast originally um i the first name that i could think of was ask adri for my podcast but i didn't know how to like make it ask adri but continue on with like not doing questions if you know what i mean so i figured let's add an ask adri section to the podcast so that we can do that and keep the name as always adri as just the general name and then we have the ask adri you know section at the end of the podcast so without further ado um since this is my first time um my first episode doing this i wanted to make the entire episode just me reading the 12 responses that i've gotten because i thought i was only going to get like you know one or two of them and so i would have to do like a full podcast episode and then just answer the two things at the end but since we got 12 responses i'm going to go through all 12 of them and we're just going to make the entire episode you know me giving you guys advice on these situations so again without further ado um it is raining I hear the rain it just started and it's thundering so you're gonna have to excuse the asmr rain noises in the background but shouldn't be that big of a deal okay so with that let's just um hop on into it i did make um so i had it to where you guys could either uh give me your name if you wanted me to give you a personal shout out on the podcast or i could make it anonymous also so my first submission is anonymous so we will start with this one Okay, this one, I also, I'm reading these all, like, pretty much for the first time. Like, I've skimmed some of these over, but they're all pretty much being read in detail for the first time, like, as I'm going through with them. So, again, this first one is from Anonymous. Uh, he says, he or she says, I just feel like my girlfriend never puts my feelings first. We both suck at dealing with emotions, but yet I'm always there for her when she's having problems. She'll always say she can't deal with this now. She's not good at it. She has a lot going on and is super busy compared to me, but I don't think... It's fair to me when I constantly have to deal with her emotions and she can't deal with mine. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This is a pretty difficult one. Um, the best thing that I can say for this is to have a commu- or have a communication, communicate with her, have a conversation with her about this because your ve- your feelings are just as valid and just as important as hers are. And that can be really draining on a partner. Um, if you find yourself, you know, being open and honest and communicating with her and you, you know, listening to her and her problems and her being able to come to you and like confiding you for reassurance on whatever it is that she's going through and you not feeling the same, you know, towards her could be a big burden. So if it gets to that point where like you feel like it is a big burden on your shoulders and you can't go to your significant other who should be the person that you should be able to go to for things that you're you know that are weighing heavy on you or that you are you know are messing it messing you up for whatever reason um it definitely is time to have a conversation with her because you don't deserve to live your life and be in a relationship with someone that doesn't want to help you process serious emotions like that especially if you're willing to process help her process those emotions so um it's definitely worth having a conversation about and if you have to break up or take a break and figure something out because of it um that's what you have to do because it, it's hard to build on a relationship and be in a relationship with someone that doesn't want to or even if they really are going through something that you know is super heavy and they feel like they can't carry the burden of anyone else's you know emotional you know baggage that's not fair to you like you don't you shouldn't expect your partner to carry your emotional baggage but they should be able to like 
give you a helping like a lending hand with it you know that's what being in a relationship is about i feel like personally so it's definitely worth having a conversation over and again if you have to figure it out and take a break or leave and work on yourself and find someone else then you know down the line obviously um then that's what you have to do you know just take care of yourself and yeah definitely have a communication or have a conversation about that and communicate about that okay next person okay this next submission is from darlene she says just wondering how you started out doing coaching i want to be a personal trainer but i don't want to work at a commercial gym because of the breadcrumb pride breadcrumb pay any suggestions on how to get started or what it would be the best thing to do um so i as you guys probably know i do online coaching um like online pretty much uh like lifestyle with like a power lifting influenced coaching um the way that i started doing it was just by developing a platform and people that um you know like a community with my name and with my platform so I found it not easy to get clientele like it definitely is um you know a struggle to get clientele like I don't just post and immediately get you know tens of thousands of applications you know coming my way but I think that if you're wanting to go down the route of online coaching it is important to you know establish yourself online from the beginning and you know like I said develop a show you know your credentials and show that you're you know willing to be a good coach and show like what makes you a good coach and you have to start you know start small and work your way up type of thing like I'm even still working up I'm not a professional I've only been doing this for like six like eight months or so since I moved here like yeah like eight months or so um yes that's what I'm that's the big thing with online coaching is you want to develop a community you want to bring together a community that is your following and a community that rides with you and that genuinely wants to work with you to work with you because of your work ethic not necessarily because you look good or because you have so many followers like you should build your community based off of the like what you can bring to the table as a coach and that I think is a big part of the online coaching community um other than that because I wouldn't want to work at a commercial gym either so you could try to find like a private gym a private gym might be a better situation you could also look into like if you're not wanting to go down the online coaching route you could look into the idea of like renting not like renting a gym but there are like some private gyms to where like you can pay like a gym rent fee and then you can do like your own coaching like in-person coaching through that gym but it's not necessarily like you're working for the gym like when I was living in Gainesville I worked out at a crunch fitness and then there would be like crunch personal trainers to where like you would sign up with a crunch membership and then they would pair you with a crunch personal trainer right and then if I Adriana wanted to do in-person coaching I couldn't do that through crunch because if I wanted to do like my own Adriana Rivera coaching through crunch they wouldn't allow that I would have to be Adriana the crunch trainer to do training within crunch but then there are other like private gyms to where you can be like hey you know I I do in-person coaching I would love to do it at this facility do you guys do anything where I can you know rent a space or whatever it is and then some places will be like yeah if you pay x amount per month uh and then the client just signs up to be a member at that gym they can train under you but you're not necessarily working for the gym if that makes sense so that's an option also um but yeah those are those are my tips about that okay next okay this is an interesting one this is from an anonymous they say do i tell my family i don't go to church anymore i move away for college first sorry went the first sunday and never went back they're still under the impression i'm this quote good christian girl ironically i don't even identify as a girl anymore lol part of them literally has to know but they still send me scriptures and sermons every week and i'm tired of it we've had the boundaries talk but it's still happening okay i'm definitely with you on the leave for college and uh become not religious anymore because i did the same thing um in terms of how to go about like talking to your family about it so obviously it's i'm under the impression you know that your family is still very religious and that's why they're sending you the scriptures and everything um i can't relate to that personally but the best thing i can probably advise on and give you you know tell you to do is just continue 
communicating maybe if you have to because i wouldn't want to like lie to them right like you don't want to lie and say oh yeah i'm going or oh, i appreciate this sermon you know blah 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 whatever um continue having that conversation with them if you have to you know say hey instead of doing this on you know instead of going to church on sunday i'm gonna go do this instead and then just keep you know pushing the idea that hey that's not me anymore for whatever reason and i honestly if it gets to the point where it's too much like they completely ignore you they don't you know want to give you that space and like that what's it called and like the right i guess to make your own decisions about your religion and your faith and how you want to go about seeing the world like you're a grown person you should be able to make those decisions for yourself you don't need your family's influence you know to continue doing what they taught you to do essentially um, or continue believing in what they taught you to believe in so if it gets to that point you know it's aggressive but cutting family members off is a thing that you know people do when they need to if they're in not toxic i mean obviously if they're in toxic relationships but i wouldn't describe this as a toxic relationship even though i don't have you know the full details of everything but if it gets to a point where they're not respecting your wishes like you have to do what you need to do to protect yourself and if it really gets to like affecting you in that way like there are things that you can do you know stop communicating for a while take the break from them if you need to um but you know it is they should be kind and respect your wishes as long as you're being respectful towards theirs like my parents are so pretty religious and i have conversations with them about like my current faith and my current beliefs versus their current faith and their current beliefs and like how i was raised and everything um so it's just you know luckily i I do have a good relationship with my parents and we are able to open up with each other and have discussions the way that we do um and i hope the same for everyone listening to this i hope that you can have relationship like that as well but um yeah i would say like i said to the first person like communi- continue communicating that and if something happens you know to where they don't listen aren't respecting you and your wishes then you know you do what you have to do to protect yourself and i don't want to say be selfish be selfish be selfish because we do need community we do need family that is important but it is also important to continue protecting yourself, you know, from things that aren't bettering you, that aren't, you know, continuing to push you forward in your life. So that's how I would go about answering that. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, five. Okay. Okay. Next submission. So this is from Jacqueline. They say, so I know you're in a relationship and I love both y'all, heart emoji, but I've never been in a relationship and I'm 20 years old. I know there's nothing wrong with me, but every time I've talked to people, which has been literally three guys, they have turned out to be racist or just wanting to fuck. Like, what the fuck? How do you date someone in this generation or any advice? That's really specific. I'm really sorry you (laughs) dealt with that. (laughs) Like, turned out to be racist. That's really specific. I'm really sorry about that. But man, I don't know. Dating in this generation is uh, quite difficult, for sure. Um, I would say that I did most of my dating and, you know, like, what's it called? Like, you know, seeing other people moments in my college career. Um, I didn't do really any of that once I moved to Houston. It all really happened in Gainesville. Um, But in that time, you know, obviously I dealt with, you know, shitty men as well. Um you just have to trust in yourself the biggest thing i can say is continue prioritizing yourself and continue loving yourself putting yourself first being able to date yourself and be in a great relationship with yourself at the forefront of your life is what is the most important thing or what should be the most important thing for you um if you're not able to date yourself and be comfortable being by yourself and being in your own space you're not going to be able to be in a successful like happy relationship with another person until you can do that with yourself so the best thing i could say especially at the age of 20 like you're so young the age of 20 you should be going out in the world and like you know not testing i don't want to say testing out multiple people but like again take that time to learn more about yourself take yourself out on little dates like hopefully you have a you know you have a decent job right now you have some money take yourself out on a date once a week you know go do something you know safe 
and fun by yourself that you can maybe you know read a book or go take the time to journal you know learn more about yourself use this time wisely right you don't need to be on dating apps if you want to go on dating apps and go on like fun little casual safe dates like by all means go ahead and do that but I think that the best thing that I did for myself towards like the end of my college career at least like the, my, the end of my time in Gainesville you know past once I already graduated um was directly just focus on myself and not put pressure on myself to meet more guys to go on dates to swipe through dating apps like I was just working doing social media sleeping eating playing out playing with Pluto and like hanging out with my friends really you know I wasn't putting an emphasis on like oh I need to go meet this person I need to go out and meet guys and meet men and I want to be taken out on dates like that wasn't a priority for me you know everything that happened with Joel and I happened very naturally um and at a distance like at a fucking distance he was in Virginia and I was in Florida and we made it work you know it just happened very naturally so you just have to put faith and trust in the universe and or whatever it is that you believe in and just know that you know your person or you know your your partner is out there for you at some point if you believe and if that's something that you want you know if that's something that you're looking for they will be out there for you and you just have to trust in the universe and like have that faith that you know you're on the right path and you just have to continue again focusing on yourself doing your own thing especially at the age of 20 like you're so young at the age of 20 um keep putting yourself first prioritize your friends you're hopefully I, I would assume you're in school or you're like you're working or something again take the time save your money figure out a plan for yourself whether you're moving or moving out of your parents house or whatever it is take care of yourself put yourself first everything will follow through and everything is with you know the universe's timing god's timing whatever it is that you believe in and just yeah have faith in that as i'm saying this i'm like wow what i believe in with the universe is exactly what religious people say with god how people say like have faith in god have faith in you know his his word and his path for you and i'm like i don't believe in that because i can't have faith in something i don't see but then here i am saying have faith in the universe and the universe is planned for you it's really funny how like different schools of thought all believe in like the one same thing like quantum physics the universe energy god you know whatever it is we all refer to that one like high power but just call it different things it's just funny just just a silly little thought that just came to mind but yeah that's what i would say to you jacqueline one two three four five six one two three four five okay next question is another kind of like relationship question it's from anonymous they say i'm afraid to be alone forever i'm 30 and afraid that i won't get married and have kids my boyfriend and i aren't in a great place at the moment but i don't know what to do ouch okay um this is gonna be not a little difficult but because obviously i'm i'm not 30 i'm a little younger than that but this is a bit iffy um man this is hard because me personally i have a hard time like i'm very empathetic and i have a very hard time like with the idea of hurting someone else like making a decision that would possibly hurt someone else to benefit me so it the idea of breaking up with someone or something is hard for me so i completely understand like this school of thought where if I were in the same boat, I would be afraid of that as well. But kind of with what I said with the last person, you just have to have faith. Like, put yourself first. If you know that you're not in a great place with your significant other, I hope that you're at the point where you've already had conversations about it, where you've already discussed, you know, what's going on, what's on your mind, what's on his mind, what's, like, come... What's the word? What am I trying to say? Like, you've tried to figure out what the issue between you two is and you've tried to work it out if that hasn't happened yet then we can just stop right here you need to have that conversation with your person if you just feel like one-sided we're not in a great place you need to open up and admit you know hey i'm not feeling this way about our relationship because of x y and z how are you feeling about x y and z 
and have that conversation again a lot of issues so many things between relationship with people whether it be like familial relationships romantic relationships platonic relationships can be discussed and can be solved or worked on through just open and honest communication so many people don't like attempt that before um you know some more like drastic solution so if you're stuck in a pickle with someone and you're in a relationship with that person whether again relationship means just you know the the bond between you and another person like it can be a familial relationship a platonic relationship a romantic relationship like it's all a relationship there's just different like levels and like titles to it so if you're in a relationship with anyone and you feel like there's something in between you guys that's negative or you know needs fixing it's important to be open and honest about that but if you've already had the open and honest conversation and you've tried and tried and things just aren't working you need to again put yourself first make yourself happy and make yourself the priority in your life i know that the idea of being older and not being in a relationship and being alone forever is a scary scary thing because i've thought the same thing and i i it hurts like i hurt for you because i know that if i were in that position i would be i would think the same and i would be very scared also of that thought but again like the best thing that you can do is prioritize yourself um, make yourself the most important thing. The the most important relationship that you have in your life is literally with yourself. So keep that in mind. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And if it's, again, being alone or not in a relationship, then that's, you know, what you have to do for yourself. And again, you focus on yourself and just let the universe and God's timing, you know, take you where it needs to take you. Um, and yeah, that's really all I can say about that. Like, it really is just like up to you to make that decision for yourself because I don't know the details. I don't know the ins and outs, but those are just the things you have to have in the forefront of your mind and the priorities you have to have set for yourself is how am I doing and how can I fix this relationship to make myself feel better, you know, while being as empathetic as you can to the other person, of course okay this is from karen okay from karen she says i'm currently three weeks out from my first meet what is the best advice slash tips you think someone should have before going into their first meet so this is a powerlifting meet i'm you know obviously assuming leaning towards um so karen is three weeks out from her first powerlifting meet what advice and tips would you give someone okay so my first powerlifting meet was so much fun <laughs> the, the biggest things that i would say for someone going into their first powerlifting meet is definitely to have fun with it don't take it so seriously i went into my powerlifting meet after going to the uh, Russ and Gia's Corrupted Strength Classic meet, that was my first time ever watching a powerlifting meet. And I was under the impression that every single person in my weight class, you know, I'm in the 75 kilogram weight class, um, every single person in my weight class would be significantly stronger than me because every single person that I saw compete at Russ and Gia's meet was insanely, insanely strong. Like there were other women less weight than me in like the 62.5 weight class that were significantly stronger than me so I was like oh my god like I'm gonna go into this meet and I'm not gonna place I'm gonna be so weak like I just went in super not confident I knew that I was gonna do the best that I could but I thought that I was gonna be going up against women like Haley Hunter and fucking like all these incredible incredible women that have national records that competed at Russ and Gia's meet and are have literally been competing for multiple multiple years and i forgot or didn't think about the fact that i was doing a local meet and that this was most people's first or second or third or fourth meet like ever so take that into consideration um everyone is there to have fun there are no like national qualifier i mean like you can qualify for nationals i mean that's not what i mean you can qualify for nationals at a local level meet but there are no like 
world records or like national records that are going to be broken at a local meet so everyone is pretty much there to qualify for nationals or to literally just have fun you know so have fun don't take it too seriously get someone i mean take it seriously but don't like don't underestimate yourself i'm gonna say because i underestimated myself and i went into it again not confident in myself comparing myself to other women like it wasn't good so don't do that stay in your own lane focus on what you can finish out your prep um get someone to handle you that's one of the biggest things i could say is without my coach kelly handling me i would have been so fucking lost like your your coach or like your person that handles you should be someone that's you know knowledgeable in the powerlifting space and that has competed or has handled other people that have competed before so that they know what to do the point of a handler at a powerlifting meet is to do all of the thinking for you so your handlers should tell you hey okay let's go warm up right now okay this is how you're going to warm up for your squat okay let's go line up for your squat you're going to sit right here and i'm going to call you when it's almost your turn to get on the platform okay come here let's get on the platform okay here's your first attempt go do your first attempt okay what do you want for your next attempt like they do all the thinking for you and i would have been so fucking lost without kelly or without having a handler in general so definitely definitely if you don't have a plan for a handler go to a powerlifting gym near you and tell them a little bit about yourself tell them that you have a meet coming up and get someone to handle you because i ha- i know like a friend of mine who went into her first powerlifting meet without a handler like just did everything herself and i was like bro i would have like missed my I would have like missed my turn if I didn't have a handler so definitely definitely get a handler that's a big thing and I guess the other things I would say is have like a goal for yourself for the meet so with my meet I know I wanted to have a literal perfect meet like I wanted to go nine for nine hit all my lifts get all white lights and yeah like have a literal perfect meet so I went and I executed that and I told that to my coach I said I want a perfect meet so ideally that pretty much means that I probably wouldn't have gone for like a huge huge PR because I didn't want the chance at failing that PR and not having the perfect meet so if you go into it sorry oh my god if you go into it wanting a perfect meet um you're probably not gonna hit like a giant pr for any of your lifts if you go into it saying i want to hit an x amount pr for my squat bench and deadlift you have to go into it knowing that you might fail the lifts obviously you can have that confidence in yourself but if you're going for like a huge huge pr that you haven't hit before you have to be okay with the fact that okay i might not make this i might miss this um so i'll admit i did take a bit of a safe route to my third attempts for my at my meet but again it's just just because i wanted to hit that goal at the end of the day so for my meet now in june uh depending on how the rest of my prep goes my goals might change like because i want to qualify for nationals but i don't know how far i'm gonna be from the qualifying total at the end of my prep so if it's like really far off and i know i don't want to push myself extremely extremely hard i know i know i already know that i want to qualify for nationals next year that'll be easy like give me another year i'm gonna be at next year's nationals for sure but this year bro i'd be okay with another perfect meet in june but we'll see again it's all gonna depend on my meet or how on my the rest of my prep but yeah karen those are the things that i would suggest for sure have a plan have a handler and just have fun don't compare yourself talk to other people and yeah the first meet is super super fun um yeah i'm never gonna forget mine so yeah don't forget yours it'll be super fun i promise okay let's see we're about halfway done so next we have a submission from erica let's see erica says hey babes not sure if you've experienced this or had this feeling before sometimes i feel like my life has always been a mess with so many school deadlines, making time to spend with family slash friends, learning to put my mental health first, and still putting the work into the gym three to four times a week. I also work late na- late weekend shifts, weekend shifts, sorry. I'm always battling the feelings of not doing enough slash being too hard on myself in some areas and also overwhelming my, or over, I can't speak, overworking myself to exhaustion to do the same thing the next week. 
I guess my question would be, how should I reset my body, mind, and refocus so that everything doesn't become overwhelming? Sometimes I feel like I'm in a constant state of rut and I'm not sure what to do. <sighs> this is hard. A lot of these, you guys are really stumping me with these submissions. Um, this is hard. You, I guess I can kind of say what I've said before about like prioritizing yourself. Um, but this is hard because I want to say, oh, you prioritize yourself and do your skincare and do your self-care. But realistically, realist, like I'm not a fucking idiot. I know the state of this country. I know what minimum wage looks like. I know what we're making as wage. I know what we're paying in bills and what the groceries cost at a grocery store. Like I'm not an idiot. I know people aren't working for fun. People are working because they have to work to literally survive. I understand that. <sighs> The biggest thing, I guess what I'm going to say is start with 10 minutes. If you have to wake up 10 minutes earlier to take out a journal and, you know, be mindful and be with yourself, be present with yourself for 10 minutes, do that. Start with that. Write out a journal, you know, open open your eyes, grab your journal, start writing. How did you wake up feeling today? How did you go to sleep feeling last night? um you know maybe buy like a journal with like prompts what are you grateful for today what are you looking forward to doing today uh even if you are stuck in doing the same thing like you're going to work going to school going to visit x y and z what are you excited about within those details you know even if like i said if you're doing the same thing every day what about those same things is going to make you excited um so starting there honestly make it small you don't have to change your life completely you don't have to change your mindset or change your schedule completely start with 10 minutes at the beginning of your day or at the end of your day being a bit more mindful and practicing a bit more mindfulness will help long term definitely and then if you can fit in like two 10 minute sessions like one in the morning and one at night instead of just one or the other that would be great if you can find something in the middle of the day you know something like that I think that finding just more time to be present with yourself uh, will help center you a little bit more and figure out like what you can change that like wouldn't affect you you know financially that wouldn't affect like your current state of living if that makes sense if you're in a position to where you can comfortably you know take care of yourself and you have the things that you need and you have an opportunity to go after something that you've been wanting to go after for some time take that shot and do it and again i i know the state of this it's hard because i don't want to sound like you know an ignorant like influencer like oh my life is so good i sit and work from my phone and, uh, and i get money from my phone and this is and that and you know just just take care of yourself just do your self-care do your drink your greens like i promise you i'm not like that like i understand the state of this country i know what people i know that people are working to literally just get by and i understand what we're going through as a collective because i'm going through the same thing you know so it's not easy i don't want to sit here and say focus on yourself drink your greens like because it's not like that i know it's not <laughs> but the best thing that i can say and being the most realistic and to you and to myself and being like honest here is start with 10 minutes start with 10 minutes take that time for yourself and see where else you can add like little moments in your day for yourself that would be the biggest thing um and within that time you can figure out why you say that your life has always been a mess maybe you can take the time to organize yourself a little bit better like if you don't want to talk about your feelings for 10 minutes try to organize your day a little better right like or organize your day into blocks like you start off with 10 minutes you know of your day then you go and you brush your teeth and you do your bathroom stuff for 15 to 20 minutes then you go eat breakfast for half an hour then you get dressed you know x y and z like block literally block out your days like minute to minute half an hour to half an hour hour to hour so on and so forth and again just continue taking care of yourself prioritizing yourself other people in your life and relationships are important but again your relationship with yourself is the most important one that you can have at the end of the day so make sure you continue watering and you know growing in that relationship with yourself
Okay, that was Erica. We have another anonymous now. Let's see. Okay, this person says, I'm 5'4", sitting at 154 pounds, got into lifting six months ago and instantly fell in love. I'm starting a more strength-focused program soon, but one part of me wants to cut down to 144 first, then build strength from there. The other doesn't want to miss out on the gains. I'm very confused about my next step because I have a history of eating disorders, and I'm scared I'd relapse if I tried to lose weight, but I'm also concerned over my health. What should I do? Okay, the first thing that I say to people when they come to me and say, I want to lose X amount of weight or I want to be X weight, you know, whatever, like go from 154 to 144, like this person said, my question to you is why that number? Why do you want to lose 15 pounds? What about 14 pounds? What about 16 pounds? Why do you want to go from 154 to 144? Like what about those 10 pounds is significant to you? What if you get down to the 144 and then you still look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you see? Like, that's what I always try to find out when people tell me, like, a number like that is why that number. Like, that number is so arbitrary. Like, if you're focused so much on the number, you, you're you not going to end up being happy when you get... Sorry, that's Pluto's automatic feeder. <laughs> This is how you know it's literally 11 p.m. and I'm still recording this episode. But yeah, um, so that's the biggest thing is why that number? Why does that number? What does that number mean to you? Um, then I'm going to sit here and say build up the strength. Depending, especially, okay, you just said you got into lifting six months ago. Keep lifting. The, honestly, I don't know how old you are. I'm assuming by this question you're probably a little bit young. Um lifting for six months and then wanting to immediately like lose some weight is not a bad idea but it shouldn't be your main priority right um like especially i think of like teenagers right teenagers on tiktok right now are so obsessed with the idea of like bulking and cutting and how do i lose this weight and how do i gain weight and i'm like skinny fat how do i get rid of my skinny fat like just focus on eating figure out your maintenance macros or not you don't even have to figure out your macros just start eating more protein eat your food, go train heavy, like take it not so seriously at first and then continue falling in love with it, continue just building on that strength. And then once you get further down the line, then you can worry more about, okay, let me go into like a little bit of a cut. Like can if you want to start this strength focused program and continue building your strength, then do that. I'm sure that those arbitrary 10 pounds will still be there or even like they won't be there. I hope that you continue getting stronger and you forget about the arbitrary 10 pounds because I promise you, you probably don't need it. It probably is just a random number or maybe at some point you were 144 pounds and you miss how you look. I can think of the time in my life when I was 130 pounds, when I was 140 pounds. I'm 170 pounds right now and I'm telling you I wouldn't want to go back to being 130 pounds. I can't fathom the idea of losing 40 pounds off my body right now. <laughs> so if you're thinking back to a time a couple years ago or a couple months ago where you were 144 pounds, stop thinking about that. Especially if you were still a lot younger, your body continues going through so many changes every damn day. You are not meant to be the same weight that you were in high school, in early college, in late college, in post-graduation, after college. Like, your body continues growing and changing, and it's not sustainable for you to be the same weight as a younger version of yourself for the rest of your life. So get rid of that arbitrary number, continue going through the strength, and then after a certain point, if you want to go through a little bit of a cut, you know, cut down your calories a little bit, whatever, like do some extra cardio to be in more of a deficit, do it to be in a deficit and to shred some fat and lose some weight, but don't put an arbitrary number behind it. Also make sure that you're eating enough in the first place. Like there are people that are out here like, oh yeah, I'm eating 1900 calories right now and then I'm going to cut and go down to 1700 and see how much weight I lose. You, most people, even women, ladies, ladies listening out here, most people are able to cut food from their diet and cut, you know, go down to, I can't speak. Most people are able to cut and lose weight and lose fat on over 2000 calories. A regular person, I'm not talking about a bodybuilder on prep. I'm talking about a regular person with regular, you know, hormones, like nothing out of the ordinary should be eating more than 2,000 calories for the most part, especially if they strength train multiple times a week. 
should be eating more than 2,000 calories and you should be able to cut and lose weight on just about, if not way more than 2,000 calories. Uh, Like me right now, I'm maintaining at like 2,200 calories and my cut would be 2,100 calories, something like that, right? Most people are able to do that. So make sure that you're eating enough in the first place before you decide to cut food out of your system because you don't want to be cutting on 1,700 calories when I'm telling you that it's possible to cut on more than 2,000. So find a coach, talk to professionals if you need to and do it the right way. But yeah, that's my biggest thing is get that arbitrary 10 pounds out of your head because it doesn't mean anything. I bet it doesn't. So hope that helped. (laughs) Okay, everyone, we're almost done. We have three more. Next is another anonymous let's see one two three okay this person says is my boyfriend gaslighting me he turns off his location sometimes but i tell him to keep it on for security purposes and also has been off when i asked to turn it on he says it's messing up because he dropped his phone in the toilet girl i shouldn't assume person with the boyfriend break up with him (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say yes he's gaslighting you without even reading too much into this um the fact that he, you say he's turning it off, so that means that he actively does turn it on because you say that he turns it off, so that means he, it must be on at some point. And then he says it messes up because he dropped his phone in the toilet. What is he waiting for? Why hasn't he gotten a new phone yet? Also, that doesn't make a lot of sense. How is just the location? Like, is anything else messed up in his phone because he quote-unquote dropped it in the toilet? Or is it just magically his location, you know, services? Like, the G- the GPS in his phone is the only thing that got messed up with dropping his phone in the toilet. That doesn't make a lot of sense. This is a quick and easy response. Break up with him. He's gaslighting you. He's probably hiding something. Um, and even if it's not, it sounds like a lot of a headache to try to figure out why he's not... Why he's being a little bit silly. Um, and it just doesn't sound worth it to me. So you're better than that you can do better break up with him for your peace of mind i hope and it's not worth it to go in a circle about this conversation unless he can sit there and prove that there are other things wrong with his phone that were affected by dropping it into the toilet save your time and save your energy please (laughs) okay uh okay next we have from isabel isabel says Hi, Adri. You're one of my biggest inspirations, and I love your content. That's so sweet. Thank you, Isabel. So, my parents are super traditional Latinos and are very vocal about hating tattoos. I have one and am deciding to tell them... Okay, I have one and decided to tell them, which went horribly. I wonder if you had to go through this. I have no clue what to do because I want to be a baddie with a lot of tatties. I'm wondering what their exact response was. Did they kick you out of the house? Are they cutting you off? Or did they just kind of, like, cry for a little bit and then kind of, you know, get over it? Um, Because I get that it's different with every traditional parent, of course. Um, My parents approved of my first tattoo because my first tattoo, I paid for myself. I waited till I was 18 until I got all my tattoos, right? I paid for every single tattoo by myself with the jobs or with the money that I had been making from all the jobs I've worked. So my parents haven't financed a single one of my tattoos. They've all been paid by myself. Um, And the concept for the first one they actually liked because it was, it's a uh, Puerto Rican like flamboyant flower. And I was like, yeah, it's a symbol of Puerto Rico. And then they were like, oh my God, that's so cute. We love it. So they liked my first tattoo, but they've had some issues with my other ones like my mom hates my skull or not my skull well she hates my skull on my arm she does uh the grim reaper lady that i have on my arm she also is not a big fan of she doesn't like the fact that i have skulls tattooed on my body she's like adriana please why you have to get so many skulls about death and my mom is just an aesthetic like it's okay so at the end of the day um I feel like if you're, you know, over 18, if you have your own job, you're paying for your tattoos and financing them yourself, they can only be mad because you're going against, like, the the tradition of being a pure, you know, pretty girl with no tattoos and no weird piercings or anything. So, yeah, that's the only real argument I can make, really, is if you're financing them yourself and you're over the age of 18, like you're good there's not a lot for them to be mad about um now if you're for some reason taking their money or they're giving you an allowance 
and they're telling you not to spend the money on this and you're going ahead and doing it anyway, then I can't really support you there because, you know, go get a job or go get, you know, get your money up and do it on your own so that you don't have to keep taking the money from your parents to go do something they don't want you to do. But yeah, that's the biggest thing that I can say really. Um, is yeah, if you want to be a baddie with a lot of tatties, have your own money, have your own voice in your opinions and just keep doing it. And they'll get to the point where they're just like, okay, Adriana, you know, whatever you know, get to the point, hopefully, and I'm saying this, you know, mostly lightheartedly, like, I really hope that it wasn't a horrible, um, you know, interaction with them, um, and, you know, hopefully they're a little bit more over it, if it gets a little more serious, then wait till you're a little older, a little more financially stable, maybe out of the house, you know, and then continue getting the tattoos, but again, as long as you have your own money, I feel like they can't, you know, argue, against it very much just keep hiding them from them until you know eventually I feel like they'll get over it that's all I can really say (laughs) okay and my last submission is from Mayana I hope I pronounced that correctly okay Mayana says this is a long one everyone buckle up my younger brother's friends are toxic to him as an older sibling I feel an obligation to protect him and keep him safe but he's 20 now and your 20s are an era of self-exploration to add context we were raised by heavily religious manipulative and abusive people being Asian and adopted by Caucasian people adds an entirely different level to it I grew up moved away for college and away from the church best decision I've made His first year in college, he was out exploring, not a party goer or anything, but was hanging out with friends and dating a bit slash exploring his sexuality. Somehow since then, we've done a completely 360 back to the religious roots to the point where he's asking me if I've gone to Sunday service, to service on Sundays and such. Basically a twin to our mother. He's in church groups and the people he's around are awful to him. One outed him. Another got into an argument with him over a card game that got bad enough he left. When he left, he got in a car accident. He's okay and uninjured, but the friend got into an argument with right before, didn't even ask how he was, slash if he was okay, just went back to arguing with him. At what point do I say something at all, or if at all? I've told him before to reevaluate the company he keeps, but he's under the assumption that church equals church people equals good people. I want us to have a relationship, but I'm his sister. It's my job to look out for him okay i definitely understand the mindset of being the older sister the protective older sister and wanting to take care of your siblings um the best thing that i can say for this is to again like i've said before have the open have the open and honest communication i keep saying uh, have the open communication have the open and honest conversation and communicate um that with your younger brother um have that conversation with him tell him how you feel um and just take the time you know to try to slowly break it down to him and phrases and terms that he might be that he understands you know give him these examples that you're showing him and everything um and you know try to bring him a different perspective that he isn't seeing right now like i know you said that he went back to the church and everything maybe ask him what led him back to the church ask him you know what about the church you know enticed him so much like what these what these people can offer to him like what entices him about these people you know that he's surrounding himself with like what is he getting out of these relationships with these people um and if you can provide other examples for where he can get the things that he's listing from these people in like other situations or other people, then give him those examples. Um, it's tricky because again, like you said, like you want him to be his own person to figure things out by himself. But if you're observing things from the outside and they look a certain way to you, um, you know, you have to go with your gut sometimes because we do have that protective instinct in us to help our friends and our family when we feel like they need the help so it's hard to just stand back and watch and let them figure it out for themselves so again open and honest communication be honest about what you think is going on what you perceive is going on and ask him you know what is enticing you about the church what are these people adding on to your life like how do you feel that they're a benefit in your life and if he hopefully he's able to give examples and then you either have to trust him and let him figure it out or if he doesn't give examples teach him what a healthy relationship with people should look like tell him that 
people are supposed to be an addition to your life not a subtraction or a division like you have to be solid in yourself and your friends and your family and your relationships with people should be additions to your life and should be only be adding positive things into your life not constant negativity or even like stagnant things into your life so come to him as caring and as respectful as you can and ask him those questions and like you said let him figure it out for himself and just give him the kindness and the you know what's the word like protective older sister energy that he needs but with a respectable level because you have to trust him to make his own decisions for himself as well but yeah guys uh this is the end of my first ask adri submissions episode i hope you guys had fun this was definitely pretty fun uh like i said i'm going to be doing this weekly so i will leave the description or not the description i will leave the link to the submission form in the description box for this podcast and i'll be posting it you know a day or two before i record every week so you guys will be seeing it on instagram my instagram story my snapchat story and i'll start announcing it on tiktok as well so keep on the lookout for that i'll be posting them probably mondays or wednesdays mondays or tuesdays or wednesdays something like that so i can record wednesdays or thursdays for my friday uploads my weekly friday uploads i haven't missed one yet actually that's a lie i've missed like two but I've been pretty good considering this is literally a one-man show. I record, I come up with a concept, I record, I edit, and I upload everything by myself. So cut me some slack a little bit, but I am consistent and I am proud of how this podcast has grown. So thank you guys that are always listening to every episode. Um, You guys really don't understand how much it means to me. Um, I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, I'm going to let you know also that I have merch ideas, okay? Stay tuned. I'm talking mostly about it on TikTok, okay? But I have a concept. I'm actually looking at a sample shirt that I ordered right now. I'm looking at it. Um, I'm figuring out different manufacturers for, like, the type of shirts that I want and everything first. But I do have, uh, what's it called? Ideas and concepts for merch. So stay on the lookout for that because I will be coming soon not soon probably eventually give me a couple give me a couple weeks okay because i gotta figure out my living situation first but once we get that figured out merch will be coming i promise so with that guys thank you for listening uh to my late night recorded podcast i hope you enjoyed and again stay tuned for my uh submissions or yeah my google form to enter these submissions so we can keep chatting and i can keep helping you guys out As always, it's your girl. Goodbye.